Hey you, welcome to the Heal and Grow podcast, episode number two. After my first episode, I've been thinking about what my next topic should be for this podcast. Again, as someone who struggles with wanting to figure out every detail before jumping in, I was quite confused. While I do have a lot of topics that I want to talk to you about, I kept either procrastinating it or getting sucked into my daily life or just feeling like I need the perfect topic. But then I promised myself that I will just go for it instead of waiting for something to be perfect. So here I am. This episode is about how I just got to my $100,000 net worth at 28 years old. Before I dive into how I got to this number, I want to repeat and bold the following statement. Numbers like net worth do not define someone's self-worth. However, I do think that financial wellness and personal finance knowledge is very important to live in the current world. If we were living in a world where necessities like food, water, shelter, healthcare, education were free for everyone, then maybe this would be a different conversation. But it's not. I know that there are people of my age and maybe even younger uh, who are already millionaires. So for a second, I felt like, who would even listen to this? But then I realized that there are a lot more out there who do live paycheck to paycheck, worried that their credit card might get declined at a store if they went $50 a bow, and carry this financial stress every single day. I want to share my story and tips, hoping that it might help you incorporate some of them to hit your desired number and keep it growing. Before that, I want to take a little bit of time to shed some light on some important questions about your money goals. I personally struggle with balancing my ambition to keep unlocking more career levels and making more money versus finding my true purpose, spending my days intentionally doing what I want to do. Money certainly can't buy you happiness, but it can buy you a feeling of security. It can help you meet your basic needs, and most importantly, if done right, it can give you access to the most important and limited source in our lives, time. Money is abundant in this world, but time is limited. A lot of us spend so much time working more than 40 hours a week for this thing called money. Some of us do enjoy what we do, and if you're one of those people, then that's awesome. But for the rest of us, it helps to build a safety net while we figure out what we truly want to do. I also think that being financially independent gives you the ability to make choices that are not tied to money. You can choose a job that you enjoy that doesn't pay you as much, or you can go to Bali to learn scuba diving on your time, or you can go to Tibet to learn meditation. Building the financial habits and that type of foundation when you have lesser income will help you to handle the abundant amount of money that will flow into your life later in your life. I think the first important thing is to figure out your why and the exact number that will satisfy you. Now, all of us want to be rich. We either want to be millionaires or billionaires. But why? Why do you want to be a millionaire? Sometimes even hitting $500,000 might be enough for you to satisfy all your needs, wants, and work on your goals. We think that having $10 million in our bank account will solve all of our problems, but just making tiny adjustments to our everyday lives can actually increase the quality of our lives. It could be like smiling at a stranger, 
starting a conversation with your doorman, checking in on a loved one, going on a walk, just being in nature. Sometimes money might not solve all your worries. And the number you think you need or the number you think you want to be more precise is much, might be much lower than what you need. I used to have this aching feeling that I need a lot more to feel safe. But once I developed habits to enhance my daily life, I no longer feel insecure about money. Since my daily life feels richer, the net worth that I'm building truly has my defined why behind it. Take time to figure out your why for wanting more. Because if you don't know this, then no amount of wealth can make you happy or feel at ease. Or make you feel at ease. Now with that spiritual twist, let me share my five tips or strategies that helped me build my first $100,000. First tip, mindful spending. Become a rich minimalist. The first most obvious tip is to live below your means, but I have a twist. Don't sacrifice on everything that you love to do. This is where self-awareness becomes more important. In the beginning, I started cutting out everything. It worked for a few months, maybe, but I was miserable. I was not living in the present. I was only looking out for the 40 to 50-year-old me, but life is literally in the present. It's right now. So I had to learn to balance. I started paying attention to what truly mattered to me, what gave me happiness, and things that I did not care about. I realized that experiences mattered to me, but not expensive clothes or handbags. I realized living close to work mattered to me, but it could be in a small 300 square footage studio without a dishwasher. I don't care about expensive restaurants, and I realized I don't love drinking. Uh, all of this saved so many dollars every week for me. It was tough to say these things out loud in the beginning because eating out and drinking is what a lot of people do in New York City, and that's okay if they enjoy it, but I don't. But as I started saying no and proposing alternatives, I saw people respecting that or even some, saw some unlikely friendships blossoming because they connected with me on these factors. So mindfully cut out on things that do not matter to you and keep things that do matter to you. See if you can compromise on the big fixed expenses. Can you get an apartment that's lower room rent? Can you invite your friend to a grocery shopping and a cooking date instead of eating out? Can you live near your work and use public transport instead of using a car? Once you figure out what you can happily cut out, then you can afford everything else that you love. So of course, you must pay off your credit card debt and work on your credit score, but there's no point if you pay off $10,000 today, but rack up another $10,000 in a few months. There are some deeply rooted spending habits here that are that need to be addressed. Ramit Sethi, the author of I Will Teach You To Be Rich, says that you can live a rich life and spend on things that you love, but you also must ruthlessly cut out on things that you don't care about. When I started doing my financial audit a few years ago, this is exactly what I did. I took a step back and listed out things that mattered to me in my daily life and things that didn't. As long as you know how to identify what you truly want to spend versus what might be a meaningless purchase, you can build your version of it. 
Tip number two, what can you do right now to increase your income? A lot of the times there are simpler ways to increase our income just doing what we already do. Saving is a great way to increase your account balance, but at the same same time, you have to increase your income. For example, right after my master's, I got an entry-level job at a financial services firm. They paid me very less for the work I was doing. So I started figuring out what I can do to make more. They had promotions, salary hikes based on metrics and performance. I hit every single goal they had given me every six months. So I had a promotion and a salary hike almost every six months. In about three and a half years, I had four promotions and hikes. But I also worked very hard and constantly pushed myself to get not to not get comfortable. I did reach a point where I felt extremely burnt out and even had panic attacks at the thought of work. After a point, I hit a threshold in growth as it was a very small company, so I started looking around for jobs. I don't think you have to wait to the point that I got to. If you already think that you're making less than what you deserve, start looking around or start looking for positions within that company that might help you uh, switch into those that may be paying you more than what you make right now. I literally visualized that I would make 50% more than what I was making at that point. I even wrote down this number in my journal. And then I started applying for jobs and interviewing. Since I already had my number in my mind, I did not aim for less or settle for less. After six months of applying and interviewing, I landed a job in a large organization that offered me exactly that, that number that I wrote down. Also, you should negotiate when you get an offer. This is the best time to negotiate. I was able to ask for a huge sign-on bonus when I got the offer. Especially as women, we are conditioned to feel like we shouldn't ask. That asking for more might be bad. But look at your male counterparts. Counterparts, sorry. They're so confident when they ask for something. We women should also learn the skill to ask for what we deserve and be confident in our abilities. You are a rock star and you deserve the best. Also see if you're not happy in your role, if you can make a switch into a different role as I, role, as I mentioned before. Set up coffee chats with people in uh, different or- departments of your organization to learn what they do and see if you, can, if you might enjoy those roles. Why not make your current job more interesting or challenging since you spend so much time there anyway? Here's what's important though. Once you increase your income, don't immediately increase your spending to match up your new salary. Of course, treat yourself, indulge yourself, celebrate this win, but try to save majority of this new difference. Third tip, saving and investing. Automate everything. Of course, you must save first and also invest next to start building your net worth. But saving is not enough. You need to find ways to get that interest rate for your money and make it work for you. Whether you have $2,000 or whether you make $20,000 a month, paying yourself first is important. You can make it easy by just automating it. As soon as my paycheck hits my bank account, 50% of it goes into my savings, emergency fund, retirement, and brokerage accounts. And 50% of it stays in my checking account, which covers my rent, utilities, going up money, etc. I don't ever touch my annual bonuses or tax refunds. 
I just directly put them in my savings and just try to live below my base salary. You can crunch your numbers to see what you can comfortably save, but I would recommend saving at least 20 to 30% of your paycheck. Your emergency fund should cover all your basic monthly expenses for three to six months. Save your emergency fund in a high-yield savings account to get some interest rate on it. The rest of your savings should go into your investments. There are different investment assets like stocks, bonds, real estate. Do your own research before you invest in any of these assets. I personally invest in index funds and real estate. I bought two single-family rental homes in the past three years. Their price hike, prices hiked since I bought them, and I also get some cash flow on them since they're rented out. A lot of my $100,000 net worth comes from investing. Tip number four, build other streams of income. This sort of ties in with investing, but it's important to build other passive income streams. For me, currently, it's real estate where I want to buy more cash flowing properties. I also want to figure out a way to build a business on the side, either using my skills or maybe an online business that will give me passive income. Active income is when you put your money, sorry, you put your time to make your make you money. Your full-time job is an active source of income. Passive income is when you do some initial work to set up the source, but then it starts cash flowing passively with less, in, with less involvement of you. A lot of millionaires have multiple passive income streams. They're not dependent on one income stream. So if they lose one stream, they have five others to rely on. And I'm sure you heard a lot about diversifying your assets. Similarly, if you diversify your income sources as well, it would be great. And if anything, I'm realizing more and more that cash flow is more important than just net worth. If I have a cash flow that could replace my active income, then I can comfortably make strategic choices about my time and what I use it for. So even if I have $1 million in my bank account, it's the interest rate or the cash flow that I get from it that will help me sustain my, my everyday expenses. You can also build side income streams through doing what you enjoy. I love dogs and my apartment doesn't love them. So I started walking dogs for fun, which honestly I could do for free, but it doesn't hurt getting paid for it. Or maybe you enjoy yoga a lot and are an advanced practitioner. Get a teaching cert certificate and start teaching classes as a hobby for your side income. Tip number five, keep learning and develop an abundant mindset. When you provide value with your skills or solve a problem that people would pay money for, then money will flow to you easily. There is an abundant amount of wealth in the world, and it needs to keep flowing. It, will, it can't stay stagnant, just like energy. If you start respecting every dollar or cent that comes your way, then it will keep flowing to you. If you work on your craft and try to help people with it, then wealth will come to you. People will pay you for it. Keep adding skills. Read book, re, sorry, read books as you can learn one person's full life experience and knowledge from just few hundreds of pages. Or you can learn from podcasts as well. Just add skills to your plate that make you more expensive, where companies would pay you more. Or just keep putting yourself in situations where you can find more opportunities. 
If you like real estate like me, join your local networking group who know you might and who knows you might get your next deal from there. If you want to become a life coach, take a course and aim to get at least one client to start with. Keep that curiosity going. I would like to end this episode by saying that I don't think, again, that the amount of money in your bank bank account defines your self-worth. But I also think that it's important to develop the knowledge to respect and earn and keep the money for a little bit of time with you at least so that you are ready for the for all the beautiful adventures that you want to embark on without being insecure about not having enough i also think that when you respect every penny that flows into your life then the universe will keep sending more your way that's all for now I hope you learned something that might help you build your nest egg. Until next time, have a grateful day.